What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the return episode, the first episode of the newly crowned Critically Extreme Podcast. I am your host, Justin Parker, better known as John Raggins in the EFED and promo wrestling, as well as entertainment in the freelance world. Um, this podcast, the first episode, is just basically going to be a very general discussion podcast, so we're going to talk about everything and anything in between. Um, so I want to welcome you all, this is the first podcast, we are live, it's been a long time, I've been kind of wanting to do podcasts for a while, but things kept getting in the way, so I thought I'd give you guys an opportunity to take a listen to our first podcast today. So, we're going to jump right into our first topic, so give me just a split second. Alright, our first topic is going to be a little bit more of a touchy subject right now. It's the how I feel about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected a lot of people with mental illness. As somebody with depression, anxiety, autism, and all these other mental illnesses, I find it is a bit of a struggle. And to be honest with you folks, it's not in our heads. Alright? It's not about, like, attention. Okay, I've noticed a lot of verbal and mental and physical abuse stories have climbed up since this pandemic hit. And the best thing we can do with this situation is understand mental illness more. Since we are basically quarantined, things are slowly coming back. The best thing to do is educate ourselves on mental illnesses, on the effects of it, on the effects of what this pandemic is doing to us. And because I've noticed a lot of things from friends to even people outside and whatnot, um, the protests, people going against the mask mandates, it's just something you got to use your damn head for. Like, I, I'm a blunt person, I'll tell you like it is, and to be honest, use your damn head, okay? Protect your family, protect yourself, don't get up in your feels because you have to wear a mask, don't get up in your feels if you have to social distance, okay? If you refuse to wear a mask, whichever store can refuse their service towards you. It's not control. It's not brainwashing. It's not conforming. It's understanding that human lives are at risk. And those who still think COVID is a joke are slowly going to start realizing more and more as this pandemic starts climbing and dropping, climbing and dropping, that it is no joke. I've had friends in group chats and friends all over the world that have told me some scary things about COVID. And to be honest with you, I'm taking precautions because I don't want my best friend to be sick. I don't want my mom or dad to be sick, especially my stepdad because he's, he's up there in age. He's at risk. And he's a frontline worker. He's a security guard at the airport. And kind of, I'm kind of in fear for him a lot because his health is up and down. And you don't know what the hell is going to happen, right? And um, to be honest, just use your damn heads. If you could pull your head out of your ass to bitch about it, then you could put all that attention and all that dedication to making yourself look like an idiot into being 
careful and being cautious and using logic. And I've noticed, like, depression during these times has gotten pretty bad. Mine has. I've had breakdowns probably more so now than I have over the last few years. That's why I want to bring attention to it. A lot of the topics today are going to be short and brief, but this one here, we're going to be talking a bit about mental illness because the truth is I've noticed a spike in mental health problems. A lot of people resorted to drinking, drug use, abusing people, like verbal, physical, emotional, because they don't know how to handle it. And they, they demean those with depression and anxiety and thinking that they're just acting out for attention and that it's all in their head and they're overreacting over the pandemic. But in reality, depression, it's like you're in a glass bowl, okay, with a lid on top. That lid is sealed. But you're slowly able to get holes in that lid to weaken it. But for some reason, it fills up and fills up and fills up. To me, that's what depression's like. It's like you're running and you see that, that ticket right there, that golden ticket, and you're reaching for it. But every time you run towards it, it goes further and further away. And I've noticed a lot of people have been really affected by this mentally. That's why I urge you guys, if you feel suicidal, or if you know somebody who is, get the help you need. There's hotlines, there's services. Don't sit there and just let it hit you. You get the help you need. You do what you gotta do and bust your ass to get where you gotta go. It's only life. Life is a very, very precious thing. And... To see somebody take it for granted like that. And somebody to bully and ridicule and abuse and just act out in a disgusting way. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the human race. Like, you got, I know there's a lot of jokes about these Karens, right? Well, these people... They are so stuck in their own world. They think that if they don't get their way, the world is out to get them and they're going to fight back. And they're going to try and make the people look bad, you know. I've noticed a lot of rise in that. A lot of, like, spikes in seeing people act out like that. Protesting over wearing a mask. Protesting over social distancing. Freaking out throwing coffee on people. Freaking out wanting to start fights with people. Because you're not having a good day and you think the world's out to get you. It's, it's mind-boggling to know somebody is that messed up to do that. Now, they may need some mental help as well. So you can't discredit that. Maybe they have schizophrenia. Maybe they have some sort of mental disorder. But... Mental disorders can be basically held. The right medications and the right treatments. I have several friends with schizophrenia. And they don't act out and cause scenes and act like total idiots. 
Some of them paranoid. Some of them just sit there and try and assess the situation. Not too long ago, a couple days ago, I witnessed an altercation between an older native gentleman, great-looking guy, and a bunch of young kids. The older native gentleman was under the influence of something, and he was trying to start a fight. I was with my stepfather. My stepfather tried to intervene. The uh, native guy actually kind of backed away from him. And he kind of backed away from me. So, this pandemic is bringing out the crazy in a lot of people. Including myself, because I've done some pretty stupid things earlier on during the pandemic. I'm not proud of, but we won't get into that. Um, But seriously, if you're going to put all your energy and dedication into making a scene and acting out and being lethargic and treating people like trash, maybe put all that energy into bettering yourself. Learning how to take precaution, learning how to function in society without looking like a total nut job. Because truth is, you're putting your name and your family's name on the line when you do that. You're an ambassador to your family name and you're an ambassador to the city. Wherever you work for and you do stuff like this, you're an ambassador to that. You know, I was talking to a friend and uh, it's going to lead into the next segment actually. So let's go right on to the next segment. All right, folks. So basically I was talking to a friend about the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right? And she said, well... I just don't understand why there's so much of this. And I'm not wearing the shirts. I don't agree with wearing the shirts. I'm like, that's because you don't understand how they're oppressed. I mean, women have been oppressed for years. You know, they fought to get their rights and they got their rights. There's feminists who still want more rights and more freedoms for women only. Those are extremists. We'll talk about that in a later podcast. But to be honest with you, if you look at it from the top of the dome and you look and you can see where the racism is, you can see how people of color and the aboriginal and indigenous people have been treated over the years. They're treated like lower class citizens. They're treated like they don't belong on this planet. They're ridiculed. They're bullied. They're beaten. They're brutalized. They're marred. They're mocked. And they're treated like they don't belong here. Which honestly does make me sick. Because I have a lot of friends that are indigenous or people of color. And it breaks my heart to see stuff like that. And I explained explained it to her properly. I'm like, listen, I want you to look at it through this scenario, okay? Maybe get it through your head. Maybe understand that it's not what they're doing. It's how they're doing it that could turn a lot of people off. But you got to understand... For years upon years, these individuals have been beaten by police for no reason. Just for the color of their skin. Raped, murdered, beaten, sent to other places. You know, treated like they are foreigners from another planet. And it's downright disgusting. So if you're not going to support a movement that's bringing change... You're going to be a part of the problem by turning a blind eye to it. And that opened her eyes a little bit. But she's still stuck in her own world. So I'm telling her, well, 
face the backlash. All right? I hope you understand that it's not just all lives. It's the lives that have been affected by the police brutality, by the discrimination and the disgusting acts that have happened. It's downright disgusting. And, like, what happened to George Floyd? What happened to Breonna Taylor? What happened to all these, like, either missing indigenous women or black individuals, people of color? It's just disgusting. They're human beings. They breathe the same air. They bleed the same blood. They have a lot of the same organs we do. They have brain tissue, they have skin tissue. It's just the color, the pigment. You shouldn't judge a man by the color of their skin. I have plenty friends that are indigenous and native. I have plenty of friends that are people of color. And they all are like family because the fact is they understand another person. They don't sit there and judge another person for their looks or for their skin color. One of my best friends, right, she called me the N-word one day, and I said, whoa, 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 hey, that word makes me cringe. I'm not a big fan of that word. She goes, sorry, I was just trying to include you. I'm like, I don't like that word. I mean, you could call me your brother, you could call me your minion of darkness, whatever. You could call me El Walrus, you could call me whatever, but don't say that word around me, it's just... Makes me feel dirty. Makes me cringe for some reason. So that's basically that. You know, and... I've noticed... A lot of different crime. You know, like... I'll give you an example of... The unfairness... Between... People of color... And Caucasian people. Alright? A person in color... Would be just sitting in their vehicle... And the police would raid them. This recently happened. There's news stories all over Facebook about it. Where they came in thinking the car was stolen. And they arrested even little kids. There's that. There's also... Well... What is there? Oh yeah, the... The fact that... Um, sorry, my allergies are killing me today. Um, the fact that a white man gets caught with drugs in their vehicle, and they get maybe two to five years max and go out on parole. A black man gets a life sentence. A white man stabs somebody in an alleyway. Guess what happens? They get five to ten years plus parole. A black person gets life. Or they get their life taken away if they're unarmed. I've seen this happen to a couple of white people as well. I've seen this happen to a lot of native people. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting to see the injustice amongst people. But right now, during this pandemic, we need to stand together. That's how it is. And I'm going to be touching on a lot of deep subjects on this one. This isn't going to be a 
based on wrestling podcast. This isn't going to be a based on music podcast. This is just strictly a general deep conversation podcast. And just things I've been holding in for a while and I want to talk about. And quite frankly, things that deserve to be talked about. To bring light to situations. Because once police brutality in any sense to anybody is taken down. And people understand that just because you're a different color than somebody doesn't mean you're a different human being or you're a different species. Then the world will be a little bit better. But speaking of betterment, let's talk about the betterment of trans lives next and the LGBT community. As well as a controversial topic. So we'll see you into the next section. Alright ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about our next topic. It's the LGBT community and trans lives and what we can do to better the understanding of this community. As well as talking about a very controversial thing that has been popping up in the media lately. But we'll get to that in just a bit. But first, let's talk about the LGBT community and how I've been noticing a spike in homophobic and transphobic things all over the world. Including in the world of professional wrestling. So yes, there will be some ties into professional wrestling into the majority of this segment. But we will be getting more into professional wrestling later on. Possibly in the next podcast. Because we were originally going to discuss AEW, NXT, stuff like that. But right now we're going to talk about homophobia and transphobia within the world of sports and entertainment as well as just within the world in general. Now, it's no secret. There's a lot of people that are homophobic due to religious beliefs. Now, there's also due to experiences. There's transphobia and there's a bunch of discriminative and disgusting acts towards homosexuals and transgendered individuals within the community. Now, as a member of the community, as an ally, and as a person who is openly pansexual, the thing is, you should not use your religious views and beliefs to attack somebody for living a different lifestyle. It doesn't tell you to hate gay people. It doesn't tell you to bash transgendered people or anyone with a different sexual orientation or gender identity. I've noticed this a lot. I have a friend who's so anti-gay and anti-transgender. He started bashing people like Kenny Omega. He started bashing Darren Young. He started bashing people like Nyla Rose. Yet, he would be okay with lesbian angles like Sonya Deville, Tegan Knox, and whoever. If you believe, if you believe in a God that spreads hate towards people of different orientations, you're not really believing in the God that is supposed to be believed in. Now, I'm not a religious person. I'm very spiritual and I believe that there's a higher entity out there. But I also believe in common sense and treating people with love. 
I don't care if one person's gay. I don't care if one person's straight. I don't care if one person's trans. I have plenty of transgendered friends. And they're amazing people. Beautiful people. My friend Adam is a female-to-male transgendered. And he is phenomenal, okay? Big heart, talented individual, currently getting auditions in Toronto to be an actor. Kid's got a lot of heart. There's a girl I'm friends with on TikTok, which is very toxic when it comes to homophobia and transphobia, as well as just bullying in general, but we'll get to talking to that later. There's a couple girls I'm friends with that are transgendered, but they are the most badass transgendered people I've ever met. There's a 16-year-old who I noticed was on a live because somebody brought it to my attention. And she was contemplating suicide because of all the transgendered stuff. Like, all the bullying towards it. I popped in because one of my fans is a fan of her. And I said, I will fight for anybody. I came in. I blasted the homophobes and transphobes. And I saved her from doing something stupid. And then, weeks later, I noticed another young girl in the trans community... So I decided to bring myself up and say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Screw the people that don't understand who you are. It's awesome to see a young person like you have a voice. Keep believing in your system and keep doing what you're doing because everyone deserves a voice to be heard. And I got a message from her. Well, not a message, but like a reply on a comment saying, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. Then I followed another girl. Beautiful, gorgeous woman. Male to female transgendered. A model. Very sweet, very funny. Sarcastic. And just generally a badass. When is it going to be when we stop treating gay people, bi people, pan people, non-binaries, and transgendered people... As if they're foreign aliens from another planet. Because they are humans too. If you're going to bash a professional wrestler because they're gay. If you're going to bash a musician because they're gay. Or going to bash this person because they're trans. I'll tell you something. I will tell you something. You have to reevaluate your core of your beliefs. Just like if you're going to be racist. You have to reevaluate the core. You have to reevaluate your mindset. If that person you're working with is gay, so be it. Homosexuality is not a disease. It's been around for Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years within the animal kingdom with birds, insects, everything. So why can't you look at facts over beliefs for one second and understand that what you're saying and doing to people is just as morally wrong as the words in that book you believe in? 
I'm all for freedom of beliefs. You can believe in God. You can believe in Satan. You can believe in Buddha. You can believe in Odin. You can believe in whatever you want to believe, but if you're going to go against those beliefs by treating people as if they're less than citizens, you're not even focusing on the core values of your faith. I'm a former Christian. I stopped because two things. One, I'm tired of seeing people of that faith bash gay people. And two, I'm tired of having shit shoved down my throat. Your job as a Christian is to spread love, not promote hate. If you're going to promote hate and bash gay people and say they deserve to die or they don't deserve rights and they don't deserve to be a professional wrestler or a musician or an actor or a hockey player or a doctor or a nurse or a firefighter or a police officer, then you are a very, very horrible human being. Your faith isn't about taking rights. It's about spreading love and saving people and talking about eternal life. That's literally what the Christian faith is. But somewhere down the line, it's become a hotbed for hypocrisy, discrimination, and complete homophobic and transphobic assaults. And it disgusts me. Like, I, I, turn out, I tune out a lot of people when they use religion as an excuse to attack a gay person. You shouldn't attack a gay person, period. You shouldn't attack a transgendered person, period. Because the truth is, if you do that, you've lost touch in what your faith says. Research it. Research the homophobia. Research how to fight that. And learn to be a better person by practicing your faith and not discriminating against people. Simplicity by logic. Because I've noticed people of different faiths, they'll neglect life logic. And they will put in this substitute logic where they think it's this and not that. Yet they'll struggle in real life situations. But all in all, just because somebody's gay, trans, non-binary, pansexual, asexual, bisexual, whatever, doesn't mean they are not a human being. It's simple. But anyway, we're going to go on to the next segment. Which is basically a little bit about Raw Underground. We're going to talk a bit about professional wrestling in the next segment. So let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about something a little more fun, a little more entertaining. And not something that's, well, it could be kind of controversial in a way. Um, if you looked at Dark Side of the Ring, if you looked at um, the episode about the Brawl for All, you'll kind of understand the kind of controversy we're going to be talking about. This past Monday on Raw, I decided to watch 
because there are some interesting things that sounded like they'd be cool. Um, I've been kind of interested in seeing what's going to happen. And I noticed Shane McMahon was going to come back and there's going to be a new faction. So they were hyping all this up. And a lot of people were speculating that Shane McMahon is behind the new faction. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a look, well, take a listen, through me, on my exact opinion on what I witnessed. Now, it's no secret that Raw's ratings have been kind of hitting the, uh, hitting the downslope. It's no secret that SmackDown ratings are doing that. And AEW versus NXT, well, they're trading ratings back and forth. But let's focus on this past week on Monday Night Raw. We saw Raw Underground, which is basically kind of like a Attitude Era-esque brawl for all thing. Now, I'm a huge Attitude Era guy because I grew up in that time frame. And I loved a lot of the things that were going on during that time. Yes, there were some situations that were kind of confusing and kind of off-putting and being like, okay, why? Um, But, ladies and gentlemen, the Brawl for All was the stupidest idea I've ever seen. And it came from the brainchild of Vince fucking Russo. So... I'm not a fan of Vince Russo. I'm not really a fan of Jim Cornette. I'm not really a fan of Bruce Pritchard. Um, for reasons. Um, but anyway. So, what's happening is this. They've been hyping this for a week, saying that Shane McMahon's going to be here talking about a new change. Alright? Then Raw Underground. And at the start, it looked pretty interesting. Okay, I was going to give it a chance. Then they had Dolph Ziggler in there. And then they had one of the Viking Raiders in there. And it basically was a way to introduce Baba Tunde. A guy I watched who is really awesome. Um, very, very cool guy uh, to watch. But I thought, you know what, maybe he should have debuted in a faction. Because have a mountain of a man like that surrounded by a bunch of minions and just destroy the living shit out of people would have been pretty cool. Kind of like how Nexus was booked when they first tore the ring apart. But I noticed it wasn't really as hyped as I wanted to be. And basically, the faction thing, Retribution, I think they were called, later on, just showed up, blew up a generator, and left. Left very little to the imagination. Left very little to grasp. Now, a lot of people think this Brawl for All 2.0 is an interesting idea. It can be if it's used right. But here's the thing. Brawl for All injured a lot of people. And left a lot of people on the shelf with concussions and shit like that. For a company so high on concussion protocol, why bring this shit back? I get you're trying to compete and you want ratings. There's a hundred different ways to get ratings. There's a hundred different ways to focus on new talent, to revitalize everything. I'm not a writer, okay? 
I'm far from a qualified writer. Even though I write my own storylines for my wrestling show, CXW Wrestling, on Critically Extreme Productions, on YouTube. But honestly, the concept is okay, but the execution was confusing. I mean, you could have had some pro wrestling elements to it instead of just a ring with no ropes, like an underground fight club. And um, I'll give it a chance. I'll see what's going to happen with it, for one. And uh, I'll see what happens with it in the next couple weeks. And I'll come back onto the podcast and I'll figure my official opinion on it. But I think... Last Monday on Raw was very confusing from start to finish. Um, I didn't get a chance. I'm probably going to end up watching SmackDown tonight and see what happens. Um, I've already watched AEW and NXT. I'm going to tell you, Moxley and MJF, that's going to be something I can't wait to see. Um, How's Wardlow going to play a factor in that? Uh, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, that's going to be exciting. Both men are charismatic and entertaining. And to work with such a legend like Chris Jericho could really launch Orange Cassidy to the top of the wrestling pedestal. And, um, well, NXT, you got Rhea Ripley. Um, love her to death. One of my favorites. Um, what's going on with Adam Cole and Pat McCaff? What can happen there? It'll be very exciting to see. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to end it here. General small podcast because I don't really have a lot of like stuff to talk about. Um, but our professional wrestler of the week, we are gonna go right to rock solid wrestling based on Collingwood, Ontario. Your wrestler of the week is Jake O'Reilly, phenomenal guy, amazing talent, really awesome in person, loving guy. Loves his fans. If he sees you're having a rough day, he'll talk to you. He's that kind of guy. You know, he loves everybody. But he also loves to drink and fight. Which, I love to drink. And I kind of like to fight. But in the backyard circuit. So with that being said, folks. There's your wrestler of the week. This has been episode one of the Critically Extreme Podcast. We're going to call this Tough Talks. Let's have some fun. I'll see you guys on the next show.